written piece. Hello, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> welcome, everyone. Now we're live. And so we welcome you, all, all, all of you, wherever you are. Thank you for being with us. And thank you for um, everything and anything that you do to be able to contribute to this evolution that we are in. Okay. And on um, today's podcast episode, we have the one and only global water wellness expert, Robert Slovak, who is a mechanical, aeronautical, and astronautical engineer. I am very happy to have him because I'm proud of him because he's a local, he's a native New Jersey guy. <laughs> so welcome, Robert. And he's Thank been you. with us for a number of times, and he'll just help us get through this conversation with power. And although Robert is well known as a water expert, but what I like most with him is in his travels, and whether it's local travel or global travel, he knows how to connect the dark and that of many things that's been happening. And so he he is not able, he's not only able to help us understand what's going on into our water bodies, but all over the planetary water bodies in this and companies. And so, you know, what I'm saying is Robert can contribute to this conversation beyond water. So Robert, thank you so much. And yeah, go ahead and take us, lead us to this conversation and tell us what you've been observing in your okay. travels. So I've made the transition from astronautics to activism. Okay. That's pretty much uh, how I see it in the past year and a half. And I see that most of you have uh, gone in that direction too. I didn't know what I was going to face today with an audience. And I don't know anything about if there's another audience behind this panel that you've, uh, uh, that you've wonderfully assembled. Um, but as I give podcast after podcast during this new era we are in, I realize it, it really it is not really helping. I'm not doing enough. I'm just telling people, hey, here, here's how you can go on a keto diet. Here's how you can have deuterium depleted water. Here's how you can drink seawater and why. Here's how you can do this. But I, I, I believe we're not going to make it. I will say right now, and if somebody can convince me that humanity, as we look, act, and live now, it is, we're not going to make it perhaps beyond 2030, uh, the, the year of the Great Reset. There are one of the things that has crushed me is uh, when this all began, I realized uh, I was very deficient in my knowledge of history. And as I started to read history, uh, pre-BC history, uh, satanic history, uh, Freemason history, cabal history, Jesuit history, Templar history, biblical council history, uh, the history of the Rockefeller Foundations, the Gates Foundation, the history of something uh, I I've actually been involved in, which is DARPA. Um, it, it, 
it, I never realized it was, it was in command of all recorded history from the beginning. Okay. The deck was stacked very early. Uh, you know, certainly we don't even have to go back maybe even before 1400 to realize that the Freemasons had things figured out and had us in their pocket with their devices, etc. And there was no escaping forever. And that's what we're living right now. And it's, it's, it's going on in plain sight. It has for perhaps 10,000 years. Um, and, uh, I, and, and it probably involves uh, a new species, ETs, etc., etc. But it's way more than we can handle. And that's why I am very, um, uh, very negative about our chances of survival intact. Now, will we have perhaps in 2035 a whole new DNA? Your baby may be different. It may have six fingers. It may have a different DNA code than, than the average human being. I don't know. But they are changing us with everything from vaccines, as you know, to perhaps the most silent thing uh, is agriculture. We have no knowledge of what's going on in agriculture. I do know that the EPA is releasing the use of pesticides and herb herbicides that are uh, genetically mod for genetically modified crops at a a, a incredible uh, volume. They've let the cat out of the bag. You can do anything you want right now. And it's run by companies like Bayer, Monsanto, and all the others. And uh, like I said, I'm not sure how you step out of this minefield. Um, politically, um, I, I have seen what I believe is a totally fraudulent United States presidential election occur in plain sight. I don't doubt that it has happened uh, previous to this and all around the world. I don't know. I think our panel here, I'd, I'd like to hear some comments from you on that, uh, on that allegation that fraudulent elections are just a way of life that we really never suspected. Yeah. I mean, there is no elections. There hasn't been there. Essentially, the Council on Formulations was started in uh, 1917, essentially, after the United States did not join the League of Nations. And um, not only is, uh, was the Council on Formulations started to create the UN and the CIA, uh, but it was also to steer U.S. policy and to control the military uh, from behind the curtain. So the idea that there's two parties is just another divide and, and conquer, another divide and rule psyop. Yes. Both parties are, they are just to divide the nation. They're both controlled by the Council on Foreign Relations. 
there to pe- put people in boxes, not think outside your box, defend your team, get angry. Uh, but in terms of elections, I mean, I, in my eyes, this is my opinion, uh, the Council on Foreign Relations has been selecting presidents at least since the 1920s. Uh, and that, um, you know, if you go back before that, you even have Teddy Roosevelt and, and, uh, and Wilson, and, you know, they were part of secret society. So I oh, think it goes back. Yeah, I think it goes back before the, the Council on Foreign Relations was started. But as soon as you defend a political party, you've, you've taken the bait. And uh, in my eyes, uh, POTUS, um, Trump, was just another selection uh, to, yes. to, to uh, absolutely polarize the nation into blue and red, which they are now. And it worked like a charm. So I think, I think there's, then you get into bloodlines and you, you know that the same people ruling today have the same bloodlines of the priestly caste from the pharaohs of Egypt, the kings of London and, and, and so on. So how it's all done, it's, you know, it, they've infiltrated everything. They've inverted everything. They've taken the forces of this universe uh, that are supposed to balance everything, and they've totally polarized it to a massively inverted, obfuscated reality. And that's that's they've been doing that for hundreds of years. But well, you know, what happened, oh, okay. Let me just put this in. But what do you think? Something unique happened that was this massive transition to to the government, the, the, the uh, federal government aligning itself like we never perceived before with everything from CIA to FBI to DOJ to, to you know, FDA, every single, to, to command not only every institution like we never perceived it before, but this influence just to bring upon a vaccine was almost instantly stamped into the president of president or, 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 or prime minister of every country in the world. How did that happen at breakneck speed? I mean, you know, five years ago, you couldn't get two presidents to agree on what to have for lunch. But now it's like at in lockstep, every country said, we will do the vaccine. We will abide by Pfizer, Monsanto, and J&J. And those few presidents who laughed at it are, are not alive anymore. How do you think that happened so absolutely and quickly? Why I think it was, I think it was um, over, over generations and years of psychologically observing how the masses respond. And, you know, getting back to you know, the two parties in America, Republicans and Democrats. Well, apparently there's this psychological thing that if you give people two choices, they will ignore any other choice. They put it out of their mind. Yep. So yep. Simple, simple things like that over the years, thinking that we only have two choices. Um, you know, that's just, it's, it's we've been observed because the individual acts differently. They're more complicated, but if you can, 
if you can analyze people on mass, humanity as an organism, as an animal, it's very predictive. You know, it's it's like herding cattle. And that's, well, that's, what, what, and, but but there's we've something been brought to this point. We've been brought to this point. But there's something that enables. There's something that enables it. I mean, there's a series of things. I mean, a a a programmed education system might enable it. A a you know infiltration of all social uh, services, things like that. It's very well planned. It was very well planned that brought us to to this point, and uh, and and I'm I still am baffled at how the world, I can see the United States, I can see North America, US and Canada, but I just can't understand the world, a hundred and whatever, 71 countries, like jumping into lockstep with the program of the, the you know, the one world government, et cetera, et cetera. I don't well, get it. I, um, you know, I, I, I would like to say this. something. Yeah. I, 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 I was just going to say they've, they've observed us for so long and they seem to look for our weak spot. And this time the weak spot was that we would harm each other. And so it was the attack, the goodwill of their fellow man. That was the weak spot. And so at the beginning, we were able to comply quite easily, um, you know, and, and everything. And we and we held on for that in the hope, uh, you know, because we didn't want to break out of line in case we'd hurt the other person. And that was abused. We know that was all a fallacy. Um, so, you know, it's it's like humanity en masse is being studied for its weak spots to be able to be manipulated like this. That's all I want to say. Hartmut, go ahead. Hartmut, you're muted. You're muted. Uh, I, I think I'd, okay, I think he's uh, dealing with something. But, um, I myself have been seeing this coming since the 90s. I'm just surprised it took this long. I come from a Greek Greek background, so I follow what, what's happening back home quite closely. And not just that, but just the area around Greece, the Balkans, the Middle East, the Northern Africa. And it was just ripe pickings. If you see it, and the question that you pose is so broad because there are more moving parts. You set a couple companies like uh, Bayer and Monsanto. These people have a grip, a very tight grip around the throats of these smaller countries. For the longest period of time, Monsanto was banned from Greece, was banned from India. And it was to my surprise 10 years ago where... I heard that Monsanto was in Greece and in India. It, I was shocked. I was to my core shocked to hear that. So I think it's not the politicians because the politicians, I, I heard one rabbi actually said it. Politicians, we have known they have been corrupt for eons. They've been evil for eons. Yes. The people are the problem right now. I'm sorry to say this, but we are the issue right now. We are. Yes. It, it wasn't the people. And I'm going on a very bad tangent right now because I'm in a very dark place in my life right now. So forgive me. It wasn't the it wasn't the governments that were forcing people into camps in World War Two. People pointing. It was people pointing. And I see this back home in Greece. 
If you don't have something, they will point you out. They will call you out. And they will go directly to the government. Not here. Not yet. Not in Canada. But in Greece. They're doing this. So, to tell me that the government's corrupt, I've known government's been corrupt since I've understood politics, which is like late 80s. I've known. Even in the U.S. Politicians in the U.S. are corrupt. No matter who you who you follow, who you like. We're not going to change that. Unfortunately. But do, you think, we... do you think there is any sign of a movement afoot that that goes right to the heart of what your observation is to to ferret out uh, i mean the, the the just the few people that rise up you know we may not be part of that that rise up and and try to make that change do you see any of that happening from my understanding of my ancestors' history, it is possible. However, I don't know if we want that to happen. And I can go right to the very heart of it with the fall of the Mycenaean Empire right after the Trojan War. Uh, that's how far I can go back to it. We can Absolutely. Go even, we can go even further back to the pharaohs if, we, if you'd like or, or, or the Israelites. But I know personally... The, the fall of Mycenae, it brought Greece to, it was the first removal of the kings, from, from my understanding. It was the first removal of the kings, and that brought Greece into a quote-unquote dark age. For the kings and the queens, but for the people, something else came about. This platform came. This platform was where where birth of democracy and freedom of speech and freedom of expression started. It was in the home of one person gathering people uh, and just talking about current issues that were, that were surrounding them. Athens was just the cradle where it all came into play. Yes. That's all Athens was. It was just a cradle, but the actual birthplace was the entire country of Hellas, Greece. It wasn't one single place. It was multiple different places. So are we willing, this is the next question, is are we willing to fall into a dark age? Good. Hartmut, do you wanted to say something? Do you... Um, yes, um, because you, you asked whether there is, for example, a leader who would, like, let's say, who is able to lead the opposition. Uh, a question mark. And the problem is that the World Economic Forum made already a study in this case. And the population all over the world, they have several things in common. They don't believe in medicine. They don't believe in alternative medicine. They don't believe in media. They don't believe in politics. They don't believe in alternative media. And the people all over the world, they only have one thing, one foundation where they have their total belief in, and this is their job. They believe in their job. And with the mm. measurements, for example, with these, um, with the possibility, get vaccinated or get tested, otherwise you're not allowed to make the job anymore. In that moment, 
these people get robbed their last foundation. So they will, so that they will um, accept the job because the job is the only thing what they believe in. And the word and all the people, or let's say the elite, knows this. And concerning how it's possible that we have this all over the all over the world at the same time, we only have to look for the money. We have to look for BlackRock and Vanguard. These both companies have together an asset of sixteen trillion dollars. Correct. And if you take the um, if you take the um, let's say the digital uh, companies and the financial companies, because BlackRock has a lot of information. They collect information for decades already, and they have to manage these decades, uh, these informations, and this information will be managed by Microsoft. So Microsoft has access to all the information of of um, BlackRock, and so we are working here. Uh, so we have in the last, let's say, 20, 30 years. A new digital financial complex arised on this planet. And as we know that the World Health Organization is more financed by private foundations instead of by governments, this is the way how they established all over the world at the same time um, the measurements. And they are very structured, they, and it's, it's an information war. And I cannot, and I don't, let's say it this way, I don't blame the people. I thought a lot about people, or let's say it this way. I Wait, met blame what people? The normal people who take the, let's say, who, I don't blame the people who say, okay, um, uh, I have taken the jab, or someone shall take the jab, because at the end, these are victims. Imagine one thing, for example, we all have, the most employees have, have home office, ho, uh, work uh, from home, so they have to make home office. And now imagine a cell, now imagine a prison, where you're sitting 24 hours a day, and you're watching the whole time the prison TV channel, every single day. And you are, sit, uh, you are sitting alone there, and sometimes you have only a phone call with other people. This is a brainwash over one and two years, what we are talking about. And then we have the problem that, for example, it's a psychological torture. And this psychological torture has the intention to break the free will of the people. And now comes the very dangerous uh, situation. If a torturer has brought the will of, it, of his victim, the victim becomes himself or herself a torturer as the torturer himself because he thinks at the end, as the will was broken, that he was right. And you can read this all in Joe Biden's report or in the Amnesty International report from 1974, what I'm telling you. Wow. Yeah. So this, and for this reason, we have here a psychological warfare going on. Um, for decades already, but the real 
um, let's say the real as the real war will come because the people this is a war of from all perspectives electromagnetic pharmaceutical psychological economical and and this is um, brought from yeah this is deli uh, managed by the digital and um, financial complex and it's very interesting there was a workshop going on on the 2nd June of 2021 in which the military has established the sixth force and the sixth force is the war on the, is the cognitive warfare so the, what? To the cognitive the cognitive warfare got it we have the let's say we have the military we have the navy we have the air force we have the uh, military for cyber attack we have the military for space and now we have the military and now they are going to establish the military for cognitive warfare and in this cognitive warfare they learn or they treat how they can control the mind or how they can destroy the mind of a country or of specific people by giving them information and this will be let's say this can be chosen or the decisions can be chosen by the um, artificial intelligence which is for example produced which is established at the massachusetts institute of technology Agree. Yeah. I think you nailed it. I think you're right on, and 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 it 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 lends an even stronger sound of hopelessness. Unfortunately, it's in my opinion. Um, I see it from a spiritual perspective. We are human beings. We have a soul. We have, let's say, we have. A hard energy and this hard energy has the possibility to to make a decision between right and wrong with respect in, or let's say in comparison to the supercomputer like um, Elon Musk said yeah for example if I want to move only two fingers together then in that moment I have let's say I use two to ten bits per second and this is a possibility what I have as a human being a supercomputer can do nine trillion bits per second so no man no woman can compete within the concern with respect to the brain with a supercomputer and um, the only thing what we can do is our heart energy the heart energy has possibility to clarify our um let's say our will and with this energy this is much powerful than anything else we have to create our future so it's a real battle between the evil or let's say between the good and the bad or let's say between the dark side and the light side yes as it always has been yeah but it looks like like a final battle to move this i just wonder if we might take a make a five five minute or 10 minute break and show 
for whatever is relevant because you guys are so uh, really an incredible group uh, to show that little that little PowerPoint. It's got a few things and points I'd like to reinforce. So if somebody can show that. The is that the PowerPoint? Pardon? Oh, okay. So that's the PowerPoint with the uh, Ken Palmer? Yeah. Yeah, we'll just show it and get it over with. Okay, I mean, we get this will take like five minutes. This is just something I put together that, that I want to, I know most of you know what's here, but just, okay, next slide. And that's um, kind of where, that's kind of where yeah. I am. This is something I've shown at Grace once before. These are some of the things we, the average person simply forgets about and how devastating it is on the future of mankind. But just this is where Bayer and Monsanto and the like come in. But just modern farming and the demineralization of food is enough to take down humanity. Uh, pesticides and herbicides, of course, and I'm going to mention this a little more strongly, EMF pollution alone is enough to take and disable humanity. Uh, uh, vaccines, weaponized viruses, we all know that. Environmental toxins, we have almost no control over it. Big Pharma runs the show of the future of chronic disease and health. Uh, geoengineering and chemtrails, we hardly know anything about what's going on there. Uh, here's one that very few people think of. If you destroy the bees, and the bees are getting destroyed like at record pace, uh, you, you just aren't going to have food that can sustain life. And, you know, now we have obviously more fake news than real news, and it's polluting everyone. I don't know how anybody buys into fake news so easily. It, it has really given me a very bad sense of my fellow man. I mean, how does somebody watch Joy Bahar of The View comment on anything and, and accept it as, as reality? Okay, next slide. EMF, uh, you can go to the next one. This is powerful. Now, I don't know how many of you know Thomas Cowan, uh, an MD that's kind of gotten out of the system. Uh, he was so frightened by what he sees going on, but he wrote the contagion myth in which he established the relationship between uh, the coronavirus and EMF and how they, how they work together. And the next slide kind of shows how they uh, work together. But COVID-19, and this is a statement from, um, I kind of, uh, I kind of stole a, a, a phrase from um, uh, biology of belief. Uh, who's biology of belief? Uh, Bruce, Bruce Lipton. Bruce Lipton. Uh, you know, this was something about epigenetics, but COVID-19 loads the gun and 5G EMF pulls the trigger. So when you are vaccinated and you get exposed to certain degrees, intensities, frequencies of EMF, it activates, uh, Tom Cowan discovered or told us, 
that it activates uh, the the viral destruction. Next. Next. Oh, I see. Yeah, I didn't. So, you know, everybody tries. One of the things is uh, people knock conspiracy theory and think we're silly about conspiracy theory. But I've come to the conclusion after looking at the whole conspiracy theory debate is that everything is conspiracy, okay? Everything has something, at least the things that move humanity in the direction it's moving, it's pretty much all based upon something that would qualify as conspiracy. Uh, the most interesting part of this that fascinates me, one is I think all of you know the next to last item was the fact that we really live in two, maybe more, United States is the United States Republic and the United States Corporation. And, and you know, when I learned that a couple of years ago, I, I was in a state of shock uh, for weeks, literally. Um, and then something I think is a smoking gun. It may be the smoking gun. I don't know how to position it. And that is the role of ETs in, in, in all of this. Next. Next. We know, we, we know, we know this already. So that's all we have to show. This is for those of you who have this or Grace can send it to you. This is a very good commentary on the whole and big picture that we know started, you know, literally thousands of years ago. Okay, let's, we can come back to our, our group. Um, does anybody have any comments about some, any, any items like I just showed? You know, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to throw out the role of ETs because I mean, we know who's in charge of this world, but who's in charge of the cabal, right? And just to throw out some ideas would be great. Go ahead. I've always wondered who is like, cause we know there's the Illuminati and we know there's this satanic slant to everything. And where is that coming from and what power do they get? And adrenochrome, what role does that play? You know, and this whole under, under river um, fight for humanity, our children, our souls, our energy. There's like way more to this than we can contemplate. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, you the, the very popular, well-known Stephen Greer project called the Disclosure Project, in which he really takes probably more academically than anybody the the et thing um and, but uh you know i have been playing with not only his information but i i watched a few things on eisenhower's uh role and i also know uh, uh and, and have been on podcast with um uh what's her name eisenhower's Eisenhower's uh, great granddaughter. Uh, she's she's a podcaster as well, and I don't know if you've heard her on any podcasts. Does anybody recall uh, her name? Laura Eisenhower. Laura. 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 Yes. Laura. And, and she, you know, she talks about that in in the early fifties, ETs were coming on pretty strong 
with their alien abductions and their cattle mutilations and 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 the United States had to react and, and we did some kind of treaty, et cetera, et cetera. And then a very interesting story uh, that 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 just came to light for me and it, it shocked me is that in my 20s, both my brother and I were involved in the intelligence community. And uh, we would, and this was in Orange County, California. We did, we conducted the early psychotronic experiments for NSA that involved things like remote viewing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we were bit players in this, just functionary guys. We were scientists, but we were just functionary guys. And we were always around military people. And so we were, you know, kind of socialized with this whole community. Now, does anybody know the name Philip Schneider? So Philip Schneider went on, uh, went on the speaking circuit. Philip Schneider was the ordinance manager, ultra high IQ, 164. He was the ordinance man and manager for the CIA and military project to build tunnels across the United States. You guys all know about the tunnels, I'm sure, right? So he was the man who knew how to make tunnels fast and furious. But it was reported, as the story goes, and you can see probably two or three Netflix videos on this story. So there's no, you know, it, it, it would be a, a, a worthwhile uh, hour of your time. So Philip Schneider wa was, was told by the military that the ETs are occupying tunnels at a subterranean level that are perhaps two to 10 miles deep, okay? And that they were asking him to, and, and there's a reason this, this all occurred near Phoenix, Arizona in the desert. And they asked him, look, we're going to go down and do an excursion and see what's going on. And as Philip states, and we would kind of hang out with Philip and go to his talks and in some hotel in Orange County, California. And Philip would tell you that he went down and it's a famous story. There's a little movie, I think, about it. And he claimed that when they went down, they saw ETs that were building hybrid life forms. And a, a, a little skirmish took place. He lost in that day, three fingers were blown off of his right hand and which he which he would display when he would give these talks in Orange County and uh, you will see it in the video if you want but he said there's an entire underground race that exists I mean it's unthinkable but it's you know how how, how do we how do we uh, you know combat something like that somebody who's lost three fingers and, and with an IQ of 164. And he said, there's an entire race of ETs that has subterranean existence for an undisclosed amount of time. It could be a thousand years. It could be 10,000 years. This is a big, 
this is a big point in in my in in my thinking like you know i can't get any more information than this it's phantasmagorical but it's it's wild and uh, one of the things i can think is that you all of you know this reduction of the world population all of you know about the georgia guidestones etc cetera, etc cetera. and you realize that it is various foundations have bought into the idea that the planet can only sustain 500 million people okay 500 million people and that the population and maybe this virus is uh, the 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 uh, covid is part of this whole thing that it, it's going to be reduced and it's going to be replaced with something and i am thinking and 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 have been like burdened with the idea well maybe it the ets are are making their move and they're they're really underground and when i watched the last uh stephen greer thing uh, i think it was called the fifth the fifth dimension or it was the fifth in the series of his advancing studies of ets it, it was like wow I, I really am behind the curve and you will, if you haven't kept up with Stephen Greer, I, I would definitely see what they have, what they have established now. And it's a very plausible thing. Maybe only the ETs could have caused this dramatic uh, lockstep with, with the cabals and so on for the destruction of humanity. So, I mean, if anybody has any thoughts about that, I'd love well, to hear what you say. So, yeah, like I think there's a connection to Nibiru in that particular race. <laughs> but Stephen Greer also talks about um, how most of the ETs he's encountered are positive and yes. that there is a very positive, um, like that they're watching in a way and, and they've done some Correct. really yeah, positive things for humanity, like stopping nu nuclear reactions and that kind of thing. So, and I think there's a, a chance that the next wave or one of the ways of controlling humanity will be this fear of ETs. So to see both is probably really important. Very good. Yeah, it, it, I would add to it. It's like, if you go into the jungle, there's all types of different insects and birds and animals. So you're gonna get good ones and bad ones. Um, but I was also thinking that the ETs, um, they could be equated or some of them could be equated with the demons of, you know, religious, that too. I, you know, I agree. I agree with that too. And there's this whole thing of, you know, extra dimensional, yes, but, but we have to make a discernment. Well, then, well, it, well, it always, we have to make a discernment between the, let's say, well, what, what I was going to say was, is Sorry? that we're. What Probably I was going to say is that we're we're spiritual, we're multidimensional beings, and we kind of tend to view things from a narrow perspective. But if we're extra-dimensional beings, that means that we have a susceptibility to being influenced at other levels that we're not necessarily aware of, and this is going on all the time. And everything in nature, you can paint it in good and bad, but you can also paint it in terms of opportunity. And so when we become weak or made to be weak or, you know, when the tree gets old, it gets infestated by some parasite or something. 
So maybe part of this whole process is to break humanity down uh, to a certain point where these extra dimensional entities, ETs or demons or whatever, can then come in and take advantage of whatever it is that we have in terms of their food, which may be, I mean, some people have described it as uh, uh, Lush, L-O-O-S-H, where if you put someone in a state of depression or a negative state, that makes them more vulnerable or a state of fear, because then they're cut off from the connection from source, from God, uh, et cetera, and they lose their power and they become susceptible to being um, infestated and their energy uh, hijacked, uh, whether they know it or not. Um, so I, I just, so I, I think that I, I sort of saw the whole COVID thing is now whether there's a virus or not, you don't have to talk about that, but definitely it's been hijacked. It's been used. It's been manipulated, uh, to extract energy from the human populace and to, and to replace it with something else. There's something else cooking. Everybody feels it. Uh, and maybe this is our extra dimensional uh, aspect of our own selves meshing, um, you know, with what's going on at a deeper level. Maybe it's the earth energies. Maybe it's all part of the earth uh, um, that, that we're feeling this angst uh, because it's happening on a multidimensional level, as you point out, Robert. I mean, it's everything. It's agriculture. It's medicine. It's EMFs. Um, chemtrails, any any one of which applied properly is enough down to bring down the human race. Yes. But it seems to be done so smartly that it's a Trojan horse. You do something, you let it go for a while, and then you hit it with something else, boom. You know, it's 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 and 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 in that sense, yeah, we haven't got a chance. But I think the only thing is the only thing we have in Hartford, I think Internet are, is 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 the heart energy, and and the heart is the way that connects us to some other deeper aspect of self. Uh, it has the ability to 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 sense things on mass and on a whole in a holistic level, and to get that understanding. It provides us with inner knowing, and and um, where there's no kind of logical, you just know that something's right, and you know to know. To know whether you know something, well, that's a whole other issue. But I think I, I really believe in that. And and it allows us to navigate. This is the thing that we're being ushered to rely on in this time of a battle between good and bad, good and evil, is to come to rely on that. And that's when that's and that's the only way we can go forward. And through that, then we can evolve and come out on top. Otherwise, if we're trying to do it, we're trying to take on supercomputers and all this at the level of bits and digital and logic, we haven't a chance. It has to be through the heart. It has to be who we truly are as spirit beings. So that's kind of my take. Well, that leads to something that this is very interesting to lay on this group. And that is simply, do any of you embrace a biblical perspective for the future? I mean, biblical revelations and, you know, that I don't know it that well, I'll, I'll admit. But, uh, you know, the second coming of Christ, the, does anybody share that or want to say anything about it? I do very well, strongly. I, yeah. 
I'd like to hear. John, John, you go ahead. You go ahead. I've been, I was on a, I was on a roll there. So you take it. So there's, there's a lot that I want to touch up on, especially with the ET stuff, but I'll, I'll put that aside for now. But uh, I do believe that the third, that the second coming is, I wouldn't say is upon us, but we are pretty much in the beginning stages of it. Like if you, if you look at scripture, it says plague will come. False prophets will show themselves. Um, you're going to have uh, all the world nations talking about this disease. I I, per, I don't personally know this uh, Greek Orthodox saint, but I've, I know his works. Yeronda uh, Paisios. And he basically said that, uh, I can't find the quote, so I'm going to just paraphrase. Basically, there's going to be a new, he said this in the late 80s, early 90s, there's going to be a new disease that comes out and a cure will come out for it. This cure will be a tool for the Antichrist to show himself. Wow. This was in the late... That's a new one for me. That was in the late 80s. Wow. I can can find you the quote. uh, So I can find you the quote. It won't be hard. uh, And I can send it to you if you'd like. Uh, I can send you a lot of his works. Everything that he, t- everything that he says, is coming to fruition now. Everything. And this is one of the leaders of the Greek Orthodox Church in Greece. No, he was a monk. He was a oh. monk in uh, on the holy mountain of Mount Athos. Um, he, he was only sanctified maybe six years ago. He wow. passed away in 1996. Please send. Okay, I will. Um, I also want to touch up on the ET disclosure because I am a huge extraterrestrial ancient aliens fan. Um, I do believe a lot of stuff that they say. However, I don't like uh, I don't like putting what we've done in the last two years on the blame on an extraterrestrial on an extraterrestrial. We this did we did this to ourselves, and we need to take ownership of it. And once we take ownership of what we have done to ourselves, then we can make um, steps in order to move forward. However, I'm going to contradict myself right now. I know in one of the episodes because I've watched Ancient Aliens over and over and over and over again many many times. Giorgio Tsoukalos actually said in one of them. In order, why would an alien race that is hundred thousand years ahead of us or more, yes, want to destroy a planet with their lasers or whatever when they can just introduce a simple virus to wipe out the human race and claim it for themselves? Agreed. For that, I give them credit for, but then again, we have to be open. And we have to have our eyes open so it doesn't happen. Can we fight an ancient? Can we can we fight a race that is hundred thousand years in the future ahead of us? No. At least no. We can, but but you know, as any observer, everybody here on this panel would say, if you were looking, uh, if you were looking from the Pleiades at Earth and observing humanity for. All of its history, you would you would not be impressed. No, you wouldn't. 
And I do believe um, there was another guy. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Thomas Costello. No. No. Uh, he was part of a. He was a security guard in the Dulce base, Dulce, Dulce base, in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And he came out and started talking about what happened to him, what he experienced at uh, Ar Arcaluda Mesa in Dulce, New Mexico. Okay. A couple of days later, they found him dead in his motel. So, yeah, that's pretty common. I do believe that, you know, we are not alone. I do believe that we are, uh, we're not as on top of the food chain as we like to believe ourselves. We are. But I also do believe in taking ownership. And for us to put this blame on an extraterrestrial being, that's not taking ownership. That's just passing the buck to something else saying, oh, well, it's like, like I'm Greek Orthodox and we say, whatever we do, we have to pass on to God. Well, no, you got to take ownership for yourself. You got to do it yourself because you gave us two hands, gave us a brain. We got to do it. So we put ourselves, we allowed to be put into this and we have to figure out something to get us out of it. Can I can can I make a quick comment on re regards to this your your so-called contradiction, where why would a, an advanced race, uh, you know, why would it try to laser us and all this instead would just release a virus? Well, it could be that they're manipulating a slightly more advanced <coughs> race against another race, and that way they extract some sort of energy or they get their power extraction you know because it's you know there could be layers within layers of this yeah i mean they did do the cattle mutilations they did the abductions i don't really know what that's all about but they used apparently certain physiological elements to enhance something that was lacking in them i think it's about uh you know Transhumanism is the mechanism to take everyone completely. I mean, everyone's already very disconnected from their connection to source or Christ or, um, and uh, basically the goal is, you know, with human 2.0, uh, AI based and human based uh, that they, you know, there's a theory that once you have been modified, that your, your journey or your rise back to source is much more uh, arduous, much more difficult because the, hmm. there are things with karma that we, we, we couldn't just, we can't, we have so much, ancestral karma in us that we can't just come into balance with Christ consciousness. Uh, you know, we can come to it at a certain level of vibration, but we have to transmute the trauma before we can and, and activate our DNA codes. We have 12 strands of DNA. And if you take that jab, apparently it's very unlikely they're going to be uh, activated. Uh, 
and and our way out of here is activating the 12 strands of DNA, but you can't activate your 12 strands of DNA without transmuting your shadow and your trauma. So again, we have, we're, we have to go within, like Christ said, to go out and to go up. But the, um, you know, the disclosure thing is just another savior program. It's just to look externally and it's, all part of the new world order. And, you know, the, if you look at it in a biblical sense where it's, you know, the fallen angel Lucifer is the bringer of light and Aramon, if you talk about it in Steiner, there's a tritium of Aramon, Lucifer and Christ. And without Christ, we, we, we would fall into total darkness and totally away from source into mm. materialism. And, uh, and and no morality, but um, you know, in order, so you have to go within, transmute your shadow, activate your DNA codes to get out of here, right? So people don't know. Yes, they're duped. Yes, the media is controlled. Yes, this is a, a huge spider web, and it's totally misleading, totally unfair. But you know, it, it's like like John says, it's up to us, right? Those people who even if it's on an unconscious choice to take something that is going to modify their DNA and make it harder for them to activate their DNA and rise out of here, um, that then, then there's going to be a bifurcation of, of frequencies, of people who are, I guess, the people that are making choices now and transmuting their shadow are really, there's a lot of people who are giving up a lot of things and they're connecting much more with Christ consciousness. To me, the second coming of Christ is everyone activating their DNA and a massive rise in their, you know, enlightenment or consciousness to a, a Christed level or at least much higher level than a 3D dense level. I would like to add something to this, what Steve said. Um, the interesting thing is, for example, we we are we uh, we are established by atoms, yeah, proton, electrons, neutrons, but they let's say there is a lot of space between the electrons and the protons, and if we take this space out of the seven point seven billion people, so the whole humanity would fit in one cube of sugar. So there is many, many space and the whole, I, I see the whole earth as a, as a frequency pudding or flan. And as uh, we talked a lot about the uh, extraterrestrials who have to feed themselves by anger, fear, sadness and all that stuff. We are let, we are like the bridge between the earth and the universe. And if we transform many negative energy in positive energy in that moment we all the the earth can also raise its vibration its frequency but the problem is if we raise the frequency and the earth raise the frequency then several entities have the problem that they cannot live anymore on this planet but they can't go anywhere else because this is the place in the universe with the most dense frequencies ever 
so they wouldn't have any home. So for this reason, um, they have to diminish the population in order to, to decrease the rising frequency of this planet. So hold, so in Who order to, they? let's say the people, let's say the entities, the, the extraterrestrials, it doesn't matter which are separated from the light, separated, who live in dark and fear, who are feeded by dark and fear. Because we have a lot, uh, there is a morphogenetic field around, uh, around this planet uh, of victimized, of sadness, of hunger. All the hunger, let's say it this way, Africa yes. is starvation because it's a, it's, it's a, um, it's a sacrifice. Every, every, every human being who is dying by hunger is a sacrifice. So we have a morphogenetic field around the planet of victim, sacrifice, fear, anger, pain. And this morphogenetic field can be trans will be transformed by the human beings who, let's say, do the lightning process. The problem is, this was, let's say, the ascension process, but the problem is um, with the jab, they can change the electromagnetic field of the human beings so that they lose their ability to your heart to their heart connection and they are run more by ego possibly we have the question is are they becoming psychopaths or are they becoming human beings and is there a possibility to recover i believe that there's a possibility to recover also from from uh, the changed DNA, because the DNA itself knows its origin and knows who it, how it was before the change. And if and there are already technologies on this planet where the DNA can remember itself how it was before it was changed. Hmm. And in my opinion, it's. It's more an incension process right now because, let's say, a lot of people um, have already taken the jab. So, the, so the, we are not waiting because I want to talk about the Christ and about a biblical thing. I think that we—it's an incension process. That's, that means we have to expand our inner vision, or the connection between universe and us, and to go. Maybe we have to go through it because the computer technology is a technology which based on silicon and we are 70% or 80% of water and i would like to and i want and i would like to quote credo mutua who was a friend of david ike and he said that the dolphins and that the whales were the friends of the human beings dolphins brought by telepathy the culture and the art and the whales brought the connection to god so if we can transform from a silicon-based technology to a water-based technology, and the water has much more power than we think about, but I don't want to talk about this here right now, then there is a possibility to, to get all this over, to, get, to overcome this all. But the, the technology is May already I there. May I share my thoughts? 
Hartman, thank you. And I want to share my thoughts because I also relate to all of your experiences and uh, thoughts that you have shared. Um, And I still remember growing up that I'm interested in all of these things. And even when it comes to um, respect for different faith, I feel like I can find comfort if someone invites me to a Catholic church, to a Protestant church, which I was raised as Protestant. And then I came to United States and I had Rastafarians, I had Muslim friends, I have Jewish friends. So all of that, and I kept thinking myself, maybe something's wrong with me that I am comfortable with everyone's faith. However, now I'm understanding, learning that there's such a thing as finite, information finite ability to raise your spirituality and there's an eternal way okay and that all of these different faith were given that finite good information but not enough to really allow us to really claim what we talk about what we honor that we have that dna okay because it's kind of easier that we could always say, let's go in sension, let's go and heart center. But the, and, and you all mentioned that, you know, there are good side of the ET, there's the, 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 the benevolent, there's malevolent side. And so they know that the weakness of human beings is also on the heart center. So mm-hmm. the heart center can easily be manipulated And if we can even imagine all the different chakras, which that's the original eternal term, that's also been twisted. And every term that is twisted is a twist of the frequency. So that's just on the fourth, that's the fourth. So we're just talking about what? Density one. And see, you talk about heart, right? Talk about love. And that's what they've been telling us. If you love your people, your neighbors, so do this, do that, jab you this, jab that, mask this, mask that, because that's love. But you see, love also can be distorted in a way that, I don't know, it's not what eternal love is. So I have begun, I have learned to, to listen that if I am discern, as Hartmut, you use that word, so that I could sense the energy that is that really what heart center means or not? And why not? Why, why only heart when I have so much from my foot and below my feet all the way to the core of the earth up above? I want to integrate all of that. And that's what I like to also um, connect with what Steve just said. It's all every multidimensional thoughts exist right in in all the atoms. And this is what the latest quote that I will share, Robert, is from your your dear friend, Dr. Jared Ohenio said, if it's not in your DNA, you cannot share it or you cannot experience. So what you can share what you can experience is right in your DNA. But it's up to us to know how do we now make sure 
that our DNA is to that level that we could transmute all of this instead of being so scared because we have the ability to transmute. We, we mentioned about the power of these crazy people or ET being able to do all those tunnels while we forget that we, as, as Carl said, we forget, we forget and now it's time to remember. And in remembering, we start integrating all of that. Even when people said, let's just do the Christ consciousness, that's been manipulated also in 2007, I believe 2012, because now they know that we are so enamored with that Christ consciousness. So, yep, they did their job and put their net so that we can keep believing that someone is going to come to save us. No one is going to come. As you all said, it's insentient. It's inside. But inside, because all the external things become like a distraction. So when I tell people, yeah, let's, we don't want, we want to get involved. We don't want, we, we don't want all these mandates. But again, what are you doing for your own elevation of your consciousness? Okay. What are you doing? Even my sister, she's so good in, in doing all these graphs, sharing to people, visiting people, talking to them about why maybe the job is not for you, this and that. Then I tell my sister, make sure your effort is equivalent to your own personal incentive. Okay. Don't forget that because that's most important. All the others that we do, even this one, when you do like this, it's nice. I still call this as mental, intellectual masturbation. It's excellent. We can play the words. We can play that we're doing so good here. But what do we do when we separate ourselves? What when we do in our quiet time? Do we practice? Do we practice what we say? What we believe? That's the <laughs> most difficult part. And that's frequency for me. It starts from us gathering from all over that multidimensional. So that's just, I just want to share that with you. And Robert, that's why when, when I got in touch with Robert and then, wow, I'm 99% point nine. And yeah, car remind, remind me, you remind me of that water molecules. Hmm. That is so good. I need to master what that would mean in even my daily intake of something so i guess from this at this point maybe robert can share about the kinton because i'd like to know about that more and i, I know this, that other people have been reaching out to me about kinton i think this group would find it more interesting than the average audience because it ties in a lot of what we talked about and it's just an interesting story. And I think we can, if you want to turn it on, we go right through it. Like this group will absorb this in about 10 minutes. Is somebody going to get that one? The one, the King Tone intro present presentation? Who's... Go for it. I'm sorry. What did 
Is Robert talking? One, no. Just give, just give me one second. Just give me one second. Now we're getting the Quentin. I call it Quentin. Uh, Quentin. PDF you, can, you can call it Quentin. Um, Looks like Quentin. So, sounds like Keaton. Okay, it should be up. What are we doing? Oh, Share okay. So Share. I can tell you what while it's coming up. Nope. Okay, oh. it's there. That's not I it. I don't know where that slide came from. That's nope. what I have. Uh, is that, that's not oh. what I sent. No. That's not what I said, uh, Grace. But, uh, yeah, I think I, they, they couldn't open the one that you sent, so I sent them something else. But still, uh, yeah, about, yeah. But can you use that? No. Can you make okay. the most of this? No, I mean, I think we can uh, skip it. It's better because okay. the presentation is very water-related and and it really goes in tune with with our conversation in almost a magical way. Uh, you just forget this one. This just cancel that. Okay. It's a very yeah. No, that's this all. is from this is from the other presentation. Yes, that's all that I have. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell, maybe try. for those who haven't heard it, Robert, you John, want to share what John, happened how to are you? John, how are you taking the one we did show? How are you taking that file and sharing it from your screen to the group? And why can't I do it? <laughs> I don't know. There's a share button at the very bottom. Yes. I mean, I know this. I've done it. 50 times <laughs> and it's and it says uh share screen that's all i do and it it's really it in other words up. did you did you open the the powerpoint no it's uh when it or, comes or the up. file did, did you open that well you it was a powerpoint the, the the first one we showed called change the changing world uh, that, that's the way I did it. I had it up on my second screen and I clicked share, share screen, and I selected the screen and it came up. So I'm going to try it. I'm going to open it. Well, maybe. I can I can just mention something to Grace in the in the meantime. Oh sure. Um, the interesting thing is, um, it, let's say it this way: they they made us believe that we are all sh sheeps, yeah. So, and uh, now then we found out that we are the black sheeps, but at the end we are lions under hypnosis who believes that they are sheeps. And this is the point, I think, what also um, Grace wants to emphasize. If I, only, is, if I only think from the perspective of, uh, of a black sheep to love and not from an awakened lion who is under hypnosis, this is completely different. 
<laughs> now, do you guys see my screen? Uh, I think Grace would have to. Grace, you're muted. Yep. Yes. Grace, you're muted. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I I saw you, but um, right now, Robert, you have two, so you have to just choose which screen. Well, no, I was saying this... earlier. Um, Can you see that screen? You want me to? Okay. How about that? Oh, yeah. You have so many screens uh, open. Welcome to the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. And right now, what? for me, with my finger, hey guys, my uh, I have to use my finger because my cursor is <laughs> acting up as well. I think Robert clicked out. <laughs> We're losing people. <laughs> She's breaking up. She's breaking up. They fell into the, uh, into the loop. Yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. Hartmut is gone, too. But, um, so yeah, we all agree. It's all frequency. So now it's just a matter of really doing activating our frequency in the right way because <laughs> that when we don't when we activate we think we're activating it in the right way and now it's just uh, like boom it's I, like i think i have many more lives to go before i get out of here that's all i could say <laughs> i think there's information um i think that you know i've studied pool shifts and how they happen every 144,000 years and the earth's crust actually shows where there's a pole shift. And so we're very due for it. And it's disastrous in some ways, but in another way, our consciousness upticks. So I think we're in the middle of that happening and they're trying to stop many people from upticking into this new consciousness. And I think that's part of yeah. all of this. Yeah. Yeah, they're I hijacking mean, it because because they know it's there. I mean, if you look at the getting back yeah, to the Bible. That's the word hijack. Yeah. If, if you look at the Bible, they talk about things that resonate with today, you know, like people will be screaming for peace and safety. You know, and I say yeah, health and safety, uh, you know, wearing all this masks and stuff like that. And the number six six six. No man will be able to bind or sell with the mark of the beast upon his forehead or his right arm, etc., etc., etc. And I'm going. Is this a playbook, or is it, or is it, or is it some sort of, uh, you know, fractal pattern that repeats through time, with the cycles of the earth? And so once again we come to the. I mean, there's even a, a chapter in the book of Revelations called the harvesting of souls. Uh, you know, uh, wow, you know, but it, so, so it is, it is a time, but it's, it's also everything outside of us is, is great saying, Grace was saying, and 
we can get lost in the story outside, but it's really a reflection of our inner being. I mean, Jung um, said that too. He said the outside world is really a reflection of our psyche, the inner world. Right, and so, right. being hologram. Yeah, and, and in my own personal life, I mean, you know, I've realized that, you know, we have to take full responsibility for stuff. And so I'm starting to treat reality as a dream, a lucid dream hopefully lucid uh, in, in, in the sense that doesn't get that, that doesn't abdicate any responsibility in my part. It just makes me realize that what comes my direction, I can't help what happens in the world around me, but I can choose how to react to it and how to engage with it. And that in itself can change things. And, and our conscious thinking has the ability uh, uh, to change the world. And, and that's our responsibility. We're co-creators. And so the idea of the savior complex can be quite dangerous in the sense that we, we, we give the responsibility to something or something else when it's really us at the same time, all of us together. Uh, but we have to take responsibility. And once we do that, everything, uh, you know, then we can then all these other dimensions fall into place as it were. Well, I think the, um, I think the big, a big part about that whole thing, the, the co-creator stuff, a lot of, you know, a lot of the books that were supposed to compromise the new Testament, for example, they were left out. Like the book of Thomas was not in there. The book of Thomas goes step by step. Exactly. How do you become, you know what Jesus wanted you to become, and that was that book was completely left out. I, from my understanding and my 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 walk into Greek orthodoxy was more on the lines on um, the New Testament is just a door. If it the, that door is for you to to open, and the room inside, you gotta you gotta start asking questions. The big part about being Christian was ask questions. Why do we do this? Now, you come into like um, the establishments, and I'm talking about the Roman Catholic Church, the Greek Orthodox Church, the, the church at, uh, at Constantinople. These are all establishments, and they're because they want uh, control, because they want this they want more of that and i saw firsthand this this year in greece firsthand it killed me they're like do this do this do this do this but it's more like it should be more like here is the door the new testament and the old testament is just a door for you to open and for you to walk into the room if you choose if you don't choose that's fine and like I said, like the book of Thomas was not in included. The book of Judah was not included. The book of Mary was not included. These are all, in, these are all important books in how to become a better Christian, a better, per not a better Christian, I won't say, because Christianity technically wasn't supposed to be a religion. It was supposed to be a way of life, but just be a better person. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Jesus said he was here to fulfill the law. 
meaning that you don't have to do this, 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 and this, and this. You live by the spirit. And so that exactly. goes in tandem with it's a door. It's 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 fulfillment of one level to go into another. And and it's not it's not just going through ticking boxes. It's actually to learn to connect and then live by spirit to that deeper aspect, deeper connected aspect of self and everything else in the in the in the cosmos. Mm-hmm. To be directly in contact with the Godhead. Because we have the responsibility with the thoughts that we think, how the world manifests. And, you know, that ties in with quantum physics, you know, where, you know, the boys came, I keep saying this, the, the, the big scientists of the time in 1927 went at the Slavic concert, uh, concert at conference. Um, they went up to Einstein and said, we have a problem when we're doing experiments with, you know, fundamental particles, photons, electrons, we're affecting their behavior just by observing the experiment. So right there, you can see that our conscious presence, perhaps, has an effect on the world around us. And and so what we're conscious of, and maybe even subconscious entities, we have an effect on the world. And when we realize how important it is, that's what the, in, in, in the scriptures it said, pray always. You know, you have to, you have to, you have to be continually aware that you're not getting sidetracked. So you, you keep on, you keep connected, and then you have nothing to worry about. Then, um, and 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 that's the course. So, yeah, it's it's pretty bizarre that the Book of Revelations is so prophetic. You know, um, even with the number six six six, and you have that in every UPS code. And I wonder sometimes is is someone a higher entity or whatever, having a laugh. But then if I go back and you say, well, the outside world, I can get lost in it. And ultimately, it's it's you have to come back to yourself and take responsibility into what and how you choose to react to it. And um, that's the important thing. So I'm treating the word like a more like a dream because the dreams have their own logic when you're asleep. They don't necessarily have logic when you wake up, but their symbolism has a has a purpose and a meaning. Not all dreams, of course. Um, anyway, yeah, that's why you have to um, perhaps take responsibility for everything you create, even mentally. And that's why we can't get out of here until we transmit transmute our karma, uh, because we can't activate and rise in terms of the level of Christedness until we resolve, transmute the, you know, the things we created, the darkness, the shadows, uh, that's our way out of here. So, I mean, essentially, perhaps, maybe, that's all, you know. Yeah, I, I would see the way we live our lives now is 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 kind of, the stepping stone for how we exist in the next in the next experience, you know, with the transition of death into the next life. But so it's many experiences. So you know, when you say to get out of here, uh, that's like saying, well, where what holds the universe? Where is the universe? You know, there isn't another place that we're going. It's just experiences. And, yeah, and but there there are densities of light. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, 
I mean, basically, yeah. that's why I think the jab is so diabolical because I do think that it it's uh, just another step to disconnect from source and make well, it harder for souls to transmute and and um, and I you know go in and rise because you're never going to look in, especially if you're now tantalized by AI, more materialism. And technology, technology takes you away. It makes you look externally. It never makes you look in, right? And so does materialism, right? The, well, the, yeah, anti the antithesis of what's that? Steiner also said that about the uh, there would be an injection in the future that would come. Yeah, he said off. that over a hundred years ago. But yeah. I mean, that's almost. I think perhaps if this is a school and that everything can be twisted, either. I think 666 isn't even a bad thing. I think I don't think Lucifer is a bad thing. I think the Luciferian, you know, if there's any truth to this stuff from Steiner, then the idea is you could take anything and pervert it and invert it. So you could take anything good and invert it and pervert it. And that's not good. And that's what these forces are doing. So uh, I the in terms of Steiner, Lucifer, the Luciferian consciousness gave us the ability to think. Because in early in early incarnations, we didn't even have a fully we weren't really in our bodies and we we didn't we didn't think we didn't have a mind. Right. Meaning we weren't we weren't competing. We were sort of just here connected to source. And as we you know, the Luciferian aspect called the ego gave us the ability to think, to create, to compete. But there's a dark side to that, right? Because, you know, the aspect of love doesn't really compete. It doesn't judge and it doesn't, you know, it just it's it's completely whole, fulfilled, content always. So, you know, the Luciferian aspect gave gave the, the, the evolving experience of physicality that was not as dense as it is now. The ability to think so it, there was. And the ability to create, you know, they say that the Renaissance was a, a Luciferian consciousness, you know, um, but then it could be twisted and inverted and perverted. So and that's what it and apparently that's what the, you know, the the elements of the Knights Templar and the, the Jesuits and the secret societies are they're using aspects of consciousness to, um, you know, to control. I'm not saying everything about the Luciferian consciousness is is good, but you know I do think the way out of here, the way up to ascend is through Christ consciousness, but to light up our own Christ consciousness because we're forgetting that we are Christed, we're anointed as we speak, but we can't. You have to earn it. You can't just go from being unconscious to being Christed. I mean that's not how it works. You wouldn't even be able to face Christ. You'd feel so ashamed. Yep, you know, everything's free will. So anyway, Robert's back. Sorry, Robert, give you the mic. That's cool. What do you guys see? I'm like uh, Mr. T in the Rocky movie. I, I see pain. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I see lots of, lots of astronomical uh, things. See your screen. Do you see, see my screen? See, Robert, yeah, I yes. Huh? Yes, we see it. Yep. You're you in see, control. No, does it say Canton? 
Yeah, in, yes. in intro presentation. There's a bunch of slides. You need to click on one. Ah. You, need to, you need to start the slide thing down near the bottom. Or, I don't well, know because I'm seeing that each slide uh, at a time. I don't know why you're not. Do you have two monitors? No. I have see. another window. Just I click see. on it. Just press one. Okay. That's uh, no, over. Now it's come. Uh, so close. That was that was close. I, and did I you realized. Reach slideshow. Yeah. Uh, Robert, may I ask you one question? I see how I get to it. Oh, go ahead. Um, as you worked in the service industry, and the interesting service? thing is. No, you worked. You worked in the let's say in secret projects, right? Did I yes. understand it right? My question is the following: in the service industry, in the military complex, and also, let's say, in the police and all, there are so many good-hearted people. Absolutely. And the question is, how does it happen that we are in the situation what we have? Although there are so good-hearted people with so many good skills, with so many good knowledge. Because mystery, mystery of life. I know the answer. Everyone waiting? Go ahead. It's compartmental, compart military compartmentalization. It's the same exact way everything is uh, kept. You know, you could have a guy at a desk on a military project, and he has no idea what the guy next to him is working on. Uh, that so, is true. And, and this whole network of darkness, the web, it works from a top-down control system. And people, we are, if you look at Alex Newman, you should get to know Alex Newman because he is just an incredible guy about the education system. So we're, we're trained, indoctrinated to respond to authority, authority figure, authority building. Just blindly accept it. So when you take an order from someone above you, are you gonna, are you gonna ask a question, right? That's why hospitals now, there's good people in hospitals still, but the orders are coming from the top down. No IVM, no 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 ivermectin, no hydroxychloroquine, even though they're approved by the NIH to treat COVID-19, right? Um, and it's on their website. So even you know, there's doctors having to watch people die, and they know it's wrong, but the orders come from above them, and that's they they need to get paid also. They may they may know it's wrong, but they want to keep their job. Um, some will leave, but the idea is when an order comes down from above, you just you just take it. That's that that's part of our training. We had you know the church did that, instilled that is for many years. So you know, so many generations along, we look up to authority figures, with and we and we don't we tend not to question. Um, you know, we see that all the time. People who are higher up in society, we tend to. We tend yeah, to well, I think you know the word that Harmit said before was discernment. I think a big part of this is to go within. You have to discern. You, I mean, 
So, I mean, look, if BLM is, you know, we know it's another PSYOP, another false flag, but the thing is, you know that, you, you know in your heart that it's not good to talk about other people, judge other people. So what, whatever it is, discernment, because discernment will stop you from, from joining and being duped into these uh, divide and conquer psyops. I think I think we have the slide here now. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to show it from this position. It's okay, so you yes. can see the first yeah. slide. Do you see that slide? Yeah, yeah. Euripides. Yeah, we're yeah. here. Euripides. Yeah. Good. So, so I, I just want you to know that just seawater itself not only <laughs> performs miracles all around the world, just used as seawater for for the third world, um, but they knew about seawater uh, thousands of years ago and it was pretty common, but I wanna teach you why there's something very special about it. This is the guy who discovered probably most of the stuff about seawater. He was a student of Darwin. And I wanna establish this event, which I'm calling my, my graphic artist version of the Big Bang. Okay, and the Big Bang is is as contested as it is supported. This is the creation of the physical universe from whatever consciousness, and it occurred about thirteen estimated thirteen point seven billion years ago. It's a good number to know that matter, etc., uh, was created. The first two things that are believed to have been created at the Big Bang was a proton and a neutron, okay? And that led, of course, to the various forms of hydrogen, et cetera, et cetera. And this, uh, of course, matter was flying throughout the universe. And at certain points of the universe, like in our Milky Way, uh, there, there were the the uh our solar system started to form around uh around a sun which had great gravitational attraction and our own earth was itself forming from the accumulation of everything asteroids comets you know things were just sticking together because of gravitation and there was total mass chaos but the one thing that i don't have trouble convincing or not convincing, but getting this group to understand. And that is the periodic table of the elements, because that really is all there is. These are the natural elements that made up the original universe. It makes up everything except for energy and consciousness, et cetera, et cetera. But, but this is it, that there's nothing else that makes stuff up besides this. And uh, it's quite a shock to most audiences that this is everything. You can make anything in the universe from a sun to a planet, to a virus, to a human being, uh, a new baby, just out of this stuff here. So <clears throat> I, I want them to know how important this group of 
elements are of the periodic table. Um, so what happened on Earth is that about the Earth started to form. I said the Big Bang occurred 13.7 billion. And then about 5 billion years ago from today, the Earth started to get, uh, the Earth started to form. And a half a billion years after that, and the Earth was just a dry, hot, cooling mass of dirt and rock and the elements of the periodic table. But all of a sudden, the Earth becomes a blue planet because it gets bombarded uniquely. No one understands this well. Uh, it becomes bombarded with about a hundred million years. It gets bombarded with comets and fragments that happen to have a lot of ice. And comets, I don't know if you know, one of our latest space probes went up. It, it, it failed ultimately because the battery failed, but it went up to confirm that a comet has a lot of ice associated with it. And there's a lot of water uh, in, in, in the universe. So the Earth was pretty much covered by about 4.2 billion years ago with something that is water. And the important takeaway is that that water starts dissolving the periodic table of the elements of which the Earth is composed. Okay? Very simple, very pic very, very simple to understand. And each of those elements has a unique solubility in water. And, and together it changes the picture also because one solubility affects the other. So that is something that so few people really comprehend about the geophysics of our planet. And then there was, because the, the, the planet was cooling and it had a, a hot molten core and was giving off a lot of heat, there was volcanic activity. So there were actually organic molecules forming from the elements and uh, producing vents and those gave off gases, et cetera, et cetera. And the first cellular life emerged shortly thereafter. And uh, it did require uh, methane and ammonia and hydrogen from the atmosphere. It was a, a, a messy thing, but it gave, as scientists would conclude, it gave uh, the first appearance of microorganisms about 3.8 billion years ago. So here is a timeline of evolution. On the right left-hand side is 5 billion years ago. And that's when Earth started to congeal and the gravity was pulling all the crap together. And on the right side is, is where we are today. But the takeaway here, uh, you, I can point out that about 4 billion years, water pretty much covers the Earth as it's dissolving the periodic table of the, 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 the planet. 
and and then shortly thereafter cellular life appears but the takeaway is this blue rectangle and uh, no doctor that i've spoken to for 16 years has ever realized that this is how life evolved or how we think it evolved but all life evolved from the left-hand side of that blue rectangle to the time it left the ocean, all life evolved in the ocean. Every species evolved in the ocean. Every one of the five kingdoms of life from that include, you know, everything from phytoplankton to virus to fungi to elephants to, to, to you know, a fern. Now, and here, here, here's the five kingdoms of life. And the species are within all of those, uh, those kingdoms. Now, this is profound. And I will tell you that I did, I, and, and I never knew how profound it was. I, I was educated in most of the sciences and engineering, but I felt stupid when I started to get into biology and how much I didn't realize. And, and I never realized, and no doctor has known this in any presentation in 16 years, that seawater's profound influence cannot be underestimated. It truly was life's architect because life started out as a single cell organism and ended up with 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 species leaving the, the the ocean for a terrestrial existence but this is this this code of life this list of characteristics all has to do with the fact that life evolved in seawater those are the rules there's 12 of them and probably there's some more that are more refined that involve you know, everything that from the biochemistry. <clears throat> so this was nature's first nourishment for life was, was, was seawater. And, and uh, it, it supported the formation of life and solely maintained its continuing nat natural evolution for nearly 3 billion years. It was just the ocean. So ask yourself, what is the ocean? Well, no doctor or attendee of any of my things have ever answered that. And the ocean, as obvious as it should be right now, is simply a solution, the only solution perhaps in the universe, uh, of, well, possibly uh, in the solar system of the periodic table of the elements. It contains all of them in very specific solubilities. So it's a very unique solution from which, if you had enough, you could create anything and everything. So um, we're not going to talk about the terrain. The terrain... Um, became the terrain is a term that describes the host 
it, the terrain is the host of all things in a biological system. For instance, all the cells of our body uh, and organs, etc., are, are kind of floating in the terrain. And the terrain is very much like seawater. In fact, in an ideal world, it would be a certain concentration of pure seawater, about 9,000 milligrams per liter of the periodic table of the elements hosts every cell and conducts all of the biochemistry. So 60%, 60 to 70% of us by weight now are functional fluids evolved from seawater. Now, once we, once man, once life left the sea, what was going to maintain this special solution of water? Well, then it was up to uh, the, 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 the terrain of the earth, the soil, the produce, etc., to maintain this composition of seawater within our bodies because we no longer were immersed in seawater. So 60%, 60 to 70% by weight. Now, if we look at what percent of the, uh, of, of, of the animal species, what percent are water molecules? Not by weight, et cetera. What percent of the molecules that make up the body are water? And it turns out to be over 99%. So we're really a sack of water in the truest sense of the word. Now, Rene Cantone, this is what launched the entire realization of the significance of seawater in evolution and beyond, as we're going to learn. And he said the only way cellular life could leave the ocean was to take the ocean with it. And this is so true because your blood plasma, which is your terrain, which is what all the parts of your body are kind of floating in, are, is a, an isotonic solution of seawater. Now, is it... If we were to test each one of you and see, well, how close is your blood plasma to seawater? Well, everybody would fail, perhaps except me, because I drink seawater. And um, but it's supposed to be seawater. You evolved in it. You inherited it for three billion years, and then you dropped it. And now in modern life, our diet, which is supposed to make up for all of that chemistry, it no longer is capable of doing it. We have complete, completely destroyed the agricultural, the organic, etc. So we no longer have an ocean. So let's say that if we were to test my, my blood, if we were to test my blood plasma 
I would definitely have 78. I would definitely have 78 um, uh, elements of the uh, solid elements of the periodic table. Some are gases, so don't get confused there. <coughs> the rest of us, the rest of you, and let's just say the whole audience, somewhere it's going to be probably between 15 and 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 if if you have a great diet and maybe you eat seaweed and so on, maybe you'll get 50 elements, but you won't make it the complete seawater recipe. So people who realized all this, Rachel Carson, and, and I have really many on this thing, but I, 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 I haven't included all of them, but all of the great physiologists and all of the great biologists of, of, of history since the time of Rene Cantone agree that, uh, that our, our, our blood basically evolved from seawater. That was its contribution. Rene Cantone realized this in 1897 and he took a bold step. He purified, uh, I won't say purified, but let's say he, he made the, the seawater that he took from certain very, very life-rich zones called plankton blooms. He thought that this approximated the primordial ocean um, better than anything. And he took this and he filtered it so it didn't have any, uh, you know, organism, undesirable organisms. And he, in night by 1904, he took these vials, these glass vials of isotonic. Now, isotonic is about one, one, less, a little more than one third of, uh, a little less than one third of, of, natural seawater and he transfused the whole blood and the blood he, he tried the blood plasma first and he took dogs there were six dogs this is all written up in in a treatise by minute by minute and he transfused the seawater and replaced the blood plasma with seawater and the dogs survived and thrived and then he took the boldest step of all in 1904 and he transfused. Now, this is going to be tough for some of you. And when there's doctors in the audience, they, they, they fall over in their chair and, uh, you know, everything from accusing me of lying to, to that, that's not possible. But he did, in fact, and it's been done a number of times. He replaced the whole blood of the animal, meaning he drained the blood out in every way possible and replaced the whole blood and replaced it with an isotonic solution of seawater. This is what changed the world and what made Rene Cantone incredibly feared by the ever-present uh, pharmaceutical industry that was coming behind him. So here is really chemically, and we only can do a certain amount because there's, you know, there's, 70 of these things. The primary electrolytes of extracellular fluid, which is the terrain of blood plasma, which is part of that terrain, and original ketone isotonic are virtually identical. 
And that's the way nature arranged it. And this is that, that, that treatise in 1904 in which he describes this experiment. So this, this was very powerful impact upon the biological sciences. And they used this in malnutrition uh, early on. They realized there was something special about this. And they did a lot of malnutrition things and, and, and various simple diseases early on. And then uh, in 1925, this had already been used, Kinzone, to treat uh, everything from cholera to typhoid to tuberculosis to syphilis to, to um, influenza. Uh, and probably the most amazing thing is that it, it 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 does not really it does it does not allow someone to have a birth defect. Okay, if you can use this as a prenatal uh, nourishment, if a woman does this, it 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 pretty much uh, eliminates the possibility of of a birth defect. And this was done in this book studies with hundreds and thousands of women who had sometimes during the days of the all those diseases, sometimes women had 10 to 12 babies to have one that survived or one that didn't have major birth defects. And this would eliminate this in like 98% of the women. Um, it, it really spread worldwide. And, and the book that some of you may know is the physician's desk reference. Every country has one. It tells you how to treat diseases. And I know it's the big, like encyclopedic. The one in Europe, uh, which is produced by France, the Dictionnaire Vidal, this was in this book. Uh, uh, at, at, it was referenced in this book called the Vidal, which is their physician's desk reference since 1914. And was deemed an official pharmaceutical medicine in 1934. Okay, this was both a good step and a bad step for something known as ketone marine plasma. So we're not going to go through all of its capabilities. Uh, one of the it, it certainly is unparalleled in its ability to address health conditions, diseases, etc from a whole nother direction, which it has been, again, it, to, its, to, its, uh, to, to, to its fame and also to its detriment because it became one of the most feared things to the pharmaceutical industry. So it does all these things and, and it has to do with that it embraces this relationship between the periodic table of the elements in this very special solution that is manufactured by and in a plankton bloom. It's not just, you just don't take the elements of the periodic table and mix it in water and get this. This is done in something that is the largest bioreactor on our planet called the plankton bloom. And it's complex. It's not defined even yet. It's too complex. It has phyto and zooplankton in it. And these things all create this bioreactor that really is what generates 
both the energetic and the biochemical forces that are part of ketone. So, um, so it, it, each ampule, there are two kinds of ampules. I don't know if you guys see me on the camera. Okay. Do you? Yes. Very tiny. Oh. Tiny. Well, here, this will be tiny. tiny. The, 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 these are real ampules. These are glass ampules. They've been made since 1897. They're still made now. They're sold worldwide in very low key. Okay, we're gonna change that. And this, the story of this is how did I find it? I'm, my most recent occupation was as a water scientist. I was in Brazil doing research for the Brazilian government. I was in a remote area. I got uh, incredibly death defying bacterial gastroenteritis. I needed to get the heck out to a hospital. It wasn't going to happen. And someone, this is a miracle, somebody, a simple guy, hands me this little pack. And he said, this is our doctor. Our carpenter did this. And he said, this is our doctor. You take this. This, this is going to help you. And I, I'm going, what is it? He said, it's, it's seawater something made from the sea. I'm going, you, are you really serious? Uh, so anyway, he was serious. And in, in literally less than 24 hours, I, I had been cured and this changed my life, my career. And, and I've done this for the last 16 years. I've spoken really more about ketone and certainly in English than anybody else. But it has all these other things in it, as you might guess. It has so many organic molecules from this bioreactor that includes phytoplankton and zooplankton. So it's infinitely complex. And, and I spend more time in a regular professional presentation than this. And this is just, you guys already know this, that the soil our produce grows in cannot supply even a fraction of the, just the elements, not to mention the other, the other sophisticated chemicals, uh, biochemistry in, in, in ketone. So here is, this is to, for audiences to give them an idea. So your diet, you know, probably whether you even eat at Whole Foods or whatever, your diet pretty much has, and this is just an illustration, has a, 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 a curtailed periodic table. That's what your body is having to deal with. And it's striving to get more. And that many people like famous biologists say, this is why we have such a problem with chronic disease. And that the increase in chronic disease since, two, since 1900 mirrors the decrease in the periodic table in, in, in in, in our food. So here's the reason why people as a nutritional supplement might take ketone because it simply gives you all the elements in the simplest and cheap, probably cheapest way. So everything, everything in the body requires all the elements. There's nothing left out. Everything is used. I mean, at least they know from research 
that you need at least 64 elements. And the other ones are so troublesome to, to resolve and what their functions are. Uh, the two guys who were the geniuses of this, they just stopped at 64 and said, listen, you need all of them. So um, let's see. It's taken from a plankton bloom that's very much like this, even though this isn't the one that it's taken from. It's taken from a plankton bloom that's about 100 kilometers uh, from the coasts of Spain and France. Uh, it is the purest seawater I have ever seen an analysis of. It's, it's quite magical. But the thing that keeps it so pure is the bioreactor itself. It's self-cleansing. It's self-fortifying. It, it's an amazing oceanographic phenomenon. And when Laboratoires Canton goes to extract water from this plankton bloom, which they, and this plankton bloom here, oh, it, it's probably, that's probably maybe 50, 60 miles in diameter, but they go to ones that are hundreds of miles or kilometers in diameter. When they go there, they are actually directed. It's very complicated by an oceanographic institute. These plankton blooms are meticulously monitored by satellite buoy, boat, you have to have a license to enter them, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of story that goes with it. This is what raw seawater would look like under a microscope. All these organisms would be there and all kinds of little chemical things, et cetera. So, uh, you know, I usually talk a lot about this. It's, it's not worth it, but these things are removed, just so you know. N not that anything would happen, but these things are removed. It's part of the necessary process because this is a medicine and it is being, uh, it has to be, it doesn't have to be to consume it, but it is used for so many purposes, including IV, uh, IV, special IV for, for one's blood serum. So it has to be sterile and apyrogenic, meaning it doesn't have any pyrogen in it. This is kind of the cycle that goes on. So the, the minerals and trace elements that are dissolved in the water are interact with organic molecules that are part of the whole plankton bloom bioreactor. And then the phytoplankton adds its thing to it. The zooplankton adds its thing, its thing to it. And in the end, you get this stuff that you filter and this performs quite magical things for the last 125 years. This is the facility. It is located, it is an ultra modern pharmaceutical facility uh, that has every, every certification known to the pharmaceutical world because it's being used for pharmaceutical applications. And this is um, in Alicante, Spain. And of course, one of the first things I did as a water expert, I'm going, I, I, you know, because everybody asks, well, isn't the sea polluted? Well, you know, not true. And it's true and it's not true. So they do quality control. And you can imagine what quality control you have to do to make an injectable substance, okay? Because it can be taken orally. It can be taken nasally. It can be taken hygienically. It can be taken rectally. And it can be taken by IV. 
not legally in the United States by IV, by the way. <laughs> so this is, these are, these are carboys of, of seawater that has been already filtered and it's going into, into the building to be processed and it goes only through glass piping, et cetera, et cetera, a very sophisticated uh, plant and facility. And everything is done in, in the, the highest class of clean room, et cetera, et cetera. So we won't spend a lot of time. It has no contraindications. A child, you can take this from birth, literally. No, you can take it from fetal to death. Uh, and, and there's no contraindications. This is what you evolved in. This is the most compatible substance known to your body. Uh, many applications, it will, uh, you know, I'm not, since we're probably censored already, this has been listed for, uh, for treating more than 150 pathologies. And we're never allowed to sell a book that lists those pathologies. So it can do all this incredible stuff. And the isotonic, the one that is the like the blood plasma, the one I'm holding up now, this in just 10 minutes will shift somebody from sympathetic to parasympathetic. So it has these other very neat, neat features in its biochemistry. Um, we, we, this is, this is from, uh, uh, from a talk I gave in, uh, in, in Malaysia. And this is a Muslim woman who, lived with this skin disease and and we had administered this to her and in two weeks this had changed her life some another another case there there are thousands of these cases in which just see water so we're we're really at the end of the line here and i always remind people because it's not something that's talked about <coughs> but if you know someone who is uh, desiring to be pregnant, I cannot tell you what I've experienced in the last 16 years with women who have taken Kintone during the prenatal period and from the beginning to end. It, it'd be great even if it's taken preconception. It'd be great if both the man and the woman took it preconception. But this is every single one of the hundreds upon hundreds that have done this here in America would, would show up at an event and say, this was the greatest baby experience I've had in my life. And the result proves uh, everything that, that Rene Cantone predicted about this. So... Um, there's even a book about how this is used with babies, et cetera, et cetera. So if there's any questions, that's all she wrote today. I'm happy to answer. I have a question. <laughs> oh, is that the recent mother? <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, I, you know how much talk there is about uh, if someone has high blood pressure, not to take salt. Oh, of course. And, yeah, and I imagine that this would help with high blood pressure as well. 
Well, no, it's it not is. that it helps. Actually, it, it's that the high blood, the hypertension thing is we actually have to, even though the hypertonic, which has 3.5 times more sodium in it than the isotonic. With isotonic, you, you can drink it like a beer, okay? It won't change your blood pressure. But the isotonic, and, and the hypertonic, because it contains the other elements, also won't change your blood pressure. But because the FDA has a law that if you have a certain amount of sodium, blah, 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 in something you're taking, we have to say this could cause hypertension if you took four or more of them. So, but it, as, a, as a cure for hypertension, you would take the isotonic. And, and I, I'm, I'm erasing the word cure right now. Because I can't use that word. Did, is, did you guys learn anything? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's amazing because um, I have heard from another French scientist. He said something like, um, We'd, a cell doesn't get older. A cell gets older, older only by starvation because a cell doesn't get the minerals which it needs. Correct. And, 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 and there, there was a, uh, uh, in 1912, the Nobel Prize winner uh, uh, of biology did a, 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 a test on, uh, on, on um, hard cells of chickens. Heart cells of chickens. Who knows that? How did that? Heart cells of chickens. And and he kept the heart cells. These are not cells that are like people write these phantasmagorical stories like it's a heart, a chicken heart that stays beating. But it's nothing like that. It's just cells in a Petri dish. But he, yes. kept, them, he kept them lasting for over 27 20 years. years. Yes. So and 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 his secret his secret was simply the flushing and rinsing the cells periodically with ketone isotonic. It was that simple. So simple. So anyway, I mean, this is this is the greatest, in my opinion, uh, single nutrient that anyone can take. I don't think you have to necessarily, it, if, if, if you lived in, I don't know, a, a, a pure little island off of Fiji, I probably would say, just get together with a fisherman who knows where like some plankton is growing and, and, and have him bring you a couple of quarts a week and just drink it like that. I think you'd get a lot of mileage out of it as if you had bought this, okay? Now, that's just consuming. This has a lot more purpose medically because you can inject it and so on. People add things to this and, and put it in the body. But but just seawater, if you're in a remote area in a beautiful place, in a beautiful ocean, drink seawater. I, <clears throat> I have a question. And it's, um, you say the plankton, it's taken from a place where the plankton 
Yeah, <clears throat> there's phyto and zooplankton. Right, but what I what I saw there was a vortex. And well, a vortex has certain certain energetic properties. Oh, oh for yeah. self -cleaning. I mean, I didn't even go into that. I mean, this okay, was okay, very, okay. Yeah, the vortex, the vortex has the energetic quality. I should have mentioned that since you're on, you're here. Thanks. <laughs> so you know it. So it has two functions. One is the energetic, subtle energies that it imparts in the fluid, and number two, it also has the function in oceanography called upwelling and upwelling is where it sucks the minerals that have <clears throat> come out of solution are on the bottom of the ocean and it sucks them up and brings them into the bioreactor. Right, right. And, and, and I mean, just the vortex in itself can bring in a whole other aspect to it of, of making it a very special type of water. Totally. So I just wanted totally. to get that in there. If yeah, you that could saw be another what I have, if you saw what I have seen over the last 16 years of what this does to people who d have health conditions, it is like, wow. I mean, it's the greatest thing I've ever been involved with. And, and, and it's just gone, it's, it's gone worldwide now. I'm happy to have imparted my energy to it. And soon Next year, uh, I am proposing that we come out with a product that might be called the same product, nothing changed, but rebranded as Quintone Baby. Because so many women are having problems having babies these days in every way. And this, this really, in, in, this has involved everything, miscarriage, uh, fertility, etc. This influences the body more than anything when it comes to having a baby. So, uh, you know, women have to be taught about this simple stuff to how it can help them avoid problems in childbirth. Okay. So, uh, I have a question from uh, Carl. Are you, you, you going to have your... a baby? <laughs> yes, I'm going to have a baby. This is my baby. What we're doing is my baby. <laughs> but I have a question for here. This is from a viewer, uh, Robert. So would I need not need my vitamins anymore? Or oh my God! A lot of no, no, no. This is not vitamins. There, there's there are there are very exotic. Uh, I get you could call them vitamins, but most of them are phytochemicals. Uh, you know, even there's even natural antibiotic in, in ketone, but no, this doesn't, this is not vitamins A, B, any of that. This is strictly for the periodic table, the complete periodic table in its special solubilities. And this is the basis of your entire fluid terrain in the body. And that terrain, if that terrain is not balanced, something is not working. And, and it could easily or more quickly lead to a health condition. So this is just the periodic table of the elements, minerals and trace elements only. 
And Robert, uh, someone wants to know about the dosing, please. The dosing is, um, remember when I said, remember when I said that there's uh, 150 health conditions that this has been connected with, okay? I have to be very careful here, okay? This is a disliked, this is disliked by every pharmaceutical company, by every FDA, etc. And and uh, it, it, I mean, we've even had it shut down from importation into the United States. Uh, it's it's crazy what this has done in in 115, 125 years. But uh, it, it is a very complex substance that can deal with many things, like 150 separate health conditions. So each thing, uh, you might use the isotonic version for one thing, and you might use the hypertonic version for another thing. Now, in terms of quantity, uh, let's just take daily use. If you were not in good health and you were working on something, probably one to two ampules of isotonic is called for. This is where the less is more, even though this isn't as strong a quantity as minerals and trace elements as the hypertonic, it accesses and balances the biological terrain or your extracellular fluid more quickly. So this would be the one if you're not well. If you are well, everything is working well, you have an active lifestyle, then you need more minerals and trace elements, and that's when you use the hypertonic. We are not permitted to publish any book about this product, okay? Guidelines, anything in, in America, okay? And it's an amazing thing to, to, to witness this head on, but it is true. Uh, and we've been called out for it uh, more, on more than one occasion. Well, thank you very much. Um, so we will wrap it up and we are very thankful to, for you, Robert, and to all of everyone here, because you know, everyone sacrifices their time from all over the world. And, for, and I thank you all for thank you attending. Very Yeah. What a good and, group. Uh, I'll, I'll meet this group. I'll meet this group anytime. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Thank, Thank you, Robert. guys. Thank you, Thank you. And so if you have other questions, just reach out and email me or, or just make some comments there on the Facebook and then we'll get back to you. Okay. So take it easy. Have a good time and ju be joyful and uh, just have fun. Take care. Thank you. No, Grace is gone, but we are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> we are still alive and Grace is gone. That's brilliant. So good to uh, see you, Carl.
She oh, yeah, thanks. Hit the wrong Good to see you guys again. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm <laughs> tapping out. Sorry. Bye, Steve. Yeah, I'm going to tap yeah. out in a minute, too. That was a long one. Too. Yeah, it was a long one. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Yes. We miss you. I'm in Montana now. Montana. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's great. 